You want to be the boss? Domino's Pizza is needing an assistant manager. Domino's is also hiring for delivery drivers with fun and flexible hours and a great schedule that'll fit what you're looking for. And take home cash every night. Domino's needs customer service representatives too. Apply now at jobs.dominoes.com. That's jobs.dominoes.com. Domino's Pizza is an equal opportunity employer. Central Chevrolet Cadillac is Central Satisfaction. What is Central Satisfaction? Making sure you get the best deal on your next vehicle and award-winning customer service after you buy. Right now, get $500 off a 2022 Silverado plus 750 Conquest cash. Or how about $1,000 off a 2022 Blazer plus $750 Conquest cash. Also over 150 pre-owned vehicles in stock. See dealer for details. Central Chevrolet Cadillac is Central Satisfaction. 3207 Stadium Boulevard and online at centralchevrolet.com. Pico Foods in Pocahontas is offering you the chance for a great career. Pico Foods has general labor and skilled position job openings now with the opportunity to grow. Pico Foods has a variety of schedules available, is family-owned, and is a second-chance employer. And most important to you is, this is a job you will not want to leave. Plus, Pico offers amazing sign-on awards and referral programs where you could easily earn thousands of additional dollars. Apply online at www.picofoods.com careers or text jobs to 844-822-7326. That's picofoods.com careers or text jobs to 844-822-7326. Also, Pico has weekly on-site job fairs at the plant in Pocahontas every Wednesday from 8 to 10 a.m. and 2 until 4 p.m. Get yourself a great career with ample opportunity to grow and earn thousands of additional dollars with incredible sign-on award and referral programs by applying at Pico Foods today. This is KNEA K237FI 953 and K245CW 969 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarence. The Ticket Radio Network. It's time for the setup, the fastest hour in sports talk here on The Ticket. Here are your hosts, Cade Carlton and Andrew Bowen. All right, welcome in here on this Wednesday edition of the show. Kate Carlton, Andrew Bowen with you here on the Ticket Radio Network for an hour. Find us online at 95.3, the Ticket streaming there. Also uh, through the TuneIn app by searching for KNEA is where you can find us there as well. Uh, Dive into a few things on the show today. Uh, We'll... Get a little update on A-State women's basketball. Had some news come out of there last night. Uh, we'll discuss the Baseball Hall of Fame. We'll get to some uh, audio from A-State uh, men's basketball coach Mike Pilato. We didn't have time to get to yesterday. And uh, touch on a few other things as well before we get out of here today. But first off, uh, Andrew Bowen will get us caught up with some headlines. Brought to you by Plaza Tire Service, bringing you the best deals on tires. For the fourth time this season, A-State's Nord Chad Omir has been named the Sun Belt Conference Player of the Week. Omir averaged 20.5 points and 14.5 rebounds per game in the Red Wolves' wins over UT Arlington and Texas State last week. He is the only he is only the second player in league history to earn the weekly honor four times in one season, so big congrats to him. Elsewhere in basketball news, Arkansas hits the road tonight to take on SEC foe Ole Miss. After a midseason swoon, the Razorbacks have rebounded and are looking for their fifth straight win. The Hogs have won nine out of the last 12 games against the Rebels. Tip-off from Oxford is at 6 p.m. 
And good news for the Grizzlies is Desmond Bain has cleared health and safety protocols and has rejoined the team ahead of tonight's game in San Antonio. The short-handed Grizzlies have alter- alter- alternated wins and losses over their last six games. Tip-off is at 6.30 p.m. on the Ticket Radio Network. And this has been your Daily Headlines, brought to you by Plaza Tire Service, bringing you the best deals on tires. Now back to Cade. All right, uh, so from an A-State women's basketball perspective, the news uh, the news yesterday wasn't, uh, wasn't great as... You know, we heard from Destiny Rogers uh, in a clip that we played on the show yesterday just uh, concerning Kia Patton, and even in her, you know, media availability session yesterday, she went ahead and and ruled her out for for this weekend. They uh, and so the MRI was scheduled for for yesterday, and they got the results back. Uh, I guess late last night, and Kia Patton put a post out on. Uh, on Twitter and on Instagram, all across social media through uh, the A-State Women's Basketball page saying that she would be out for the year with an ACL injury. And so uh, just a just a tough blow for, for A-State losing uh, what was their what was their leading score. And, you know, she shot 42% from three, which, you know, led the Sunbelt Conference by two, two and a half percentage points. And so was it just had a really good season for for a state and a tough blow for uh, Destiny Rogers and this bunch but uh Kia Patton put out last night uh, first and foremost I want to thank everyone that reached out uh, to check on me and see how I was doing after I went down in the game last week it's been a wild ride I received news that I tore my ACL today meaning my season is over while this wasn't the news I wanted I am thankful for my coaches and the whole administration for showing me love and support through this time I know I will come back stronger than ever and be ready to go next season wolves up so uh that's a that's quite a blow for for a state and it'll be interested to see um, how how they respond this weekend and the couple of games at home because uh now you're you're staring down and let's see four eight uh, so you have 10 players that that can play this weekend, uh, you would think you, you're going to get Talia Roldan back, who you know can come off the bench and and give you some minutes as well. But you know you have ten players, and the rotation is probably not going to be ten players. It's probably going to be closer to the rotation we saw against, against Troy, when it was about a seven person rotation in that game. So. Kia Patton's out. You've had Jade Upshaw, who's been dealing with the foot injury that Destiny Rogers mentioned in uh, the Zoom media availability last week. And so uh, the injury bug has just kind of hit this A-State women's basketball team. And uh, honestly, it couldn't have come at a a worse time. But we'll see how they respond uh, tomorrow night as they take on UT Arlington at First National Bank Arena. We'll uh, we'll dive more into that game. Maybe a look at the Mavericks and uh, what's to come tomorrow night on tomorrow's show. Right now, though, we'll kind of shift the gear and get into some baseball Hall of Fame talk because talk because obviously this has been, you know, a point of conversation over the last not even twenty four hours. I guess about eighteen, nineteen, twenty hours since uh, the news was announced last night that David Ortiz was going to the Baseball Hall of Fame, which is fine. I have no problem with that but that he was the only one getting inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame last night. So uh, there was this tweet out last night, and it, honestly, like 
I wasn't even on Twitter when it happened. It was about 20 minutes after, and so I just kind of scrolled through and saw all the all the reactions and all the backlash to it and all that. But uh, there was a tweet last night uh, from someone that you know I thought was really interesting because I've just never kind of thought about it in this way. But your all-time hits leader in baseball, Pete Rose, your all-time home run leader in baseball, Barry Bonds, and your all-time Cy Young leader in baseball, Roger Clemens, are all not in the Hall of Fame. One of which probably is never going to get into the Hall of Fame in Pete Rose, and two of which probably won't either because I don't really think they stand much of a chance in terms of the uh, the Veterans Committee voting them in. But it was uh, Danny Vietti who works for uh, CBS Sports Coverage of Baseball that put that tweet out. So it, it just continues to be nuts that uh, that these guys aren't in the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just absurd. And I, I hate to say it, but I was thinking about it yesterday after we, uh, you know, seeing everything on Twitter and everyone's talking about it. Um, this is the most the MLB has been talked about across all social media platforms in a couple months, if you think about it. Yeah. And it's just sad that it's this, you know, it's more of a what are you doing MLB situation and not a, oh, we got it figured out. Let's start the season kind of thing. And yeah, I mean, here's my thing, because I I generally feel about the the baseball Hall of Fame is that, mm-hmm. yes, it's a Hall of Fame, but more so, you know, it's like a, a, a history museum or a history exhibit for, for the game of baseball. And so if you're going to omit some of baseball's, you know, I, richest moments and, you know, biggest moments. I mean, the Barry Bonds story was a big thing. You know, Roger huge. Clemens had some big moments in the playoffs. So, I mean, if you're going to if you're gonna admit some of that, I mean, I just – I don't get it. And the Roger Clemens thing especially because if Roger Clemens wasn't uh, a jerk and, you know, didn't put outlandish things out there, he absolutely would be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But, you know, on the steroids and, and the PEDs thing – if you want to, if you don't want anyone that has openly, you know, come out and has tested positive for steroids or PEDs or whatever, if you don't want them in the Hall of Fame, that's fine. I don't agree with it, but if that's the precedent you want to set, that's fine. But you better dang sure set the precedent and not just base it around people that you like or don't like. Because yeah, I mean, David Ortiz tested positive for steroids when that big report came out in two thousand and three, and. If you're not going to let guys who have taken steroids into the Hall of Fame, then David Ortiz can't be in. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't know. I feel like it's become one of this a likability contest. Yeah, it's in the Hall of Fame. It's who's friends with who and who's the nicest and has the best. I I don't want to say image because even Barry Bonds, despite the PED stuff, he still has like a decent image. It's more that they just don't like him. Well, I mean, I think a lot of baseball writers in general didn't like the fact that that Barry Bonds broke Hank Aaron's record because it was so sacred and he did it on steroids and whatever. And so for that, they're going to continue to punish him by not getting into the by not voting him into the Baseball Hall of Fame. My my biggest thing is that entire era was filled with steroids. Exactly. It brought baseball back to the front. I want to say it. It yeah. exci- It was exciting to watch, and I mean, from about from the home run chase in was that ninety eight? Was that summer ninety eight? Yeah. So from the home run chase in ninety eight until probably you know late two thousands, maybe oh seven oh eight somewhere around there. Most all of your stars that are playing in baseball were probably on steroids or some type of performance enhancing drug. Right, and 
Because it wasn't like it wasn't technically illegal back then. Yeah, and the sad part was everyone knew about it. And the yes. fact is that you know the commissioner and a lot of other uh, managers are regarded as Hall of Famers and all this other stuff. But Barry Bonds and many other players that were caught are vilified constantly. So it's it's just kind of unfair that this guy was just doing what everyone else was doing at the time because it wasn't illegal and yeah. is being punished for it. It's absurd. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. If you're going to punish players for for using steroids or performance enhancing drugs or whatever, that's your own thing. Do it. But if you're going to do that, the David Ortiz can't be in the Hall of Fame because David Ortiz was now not to the extent probably that Bonds was doing it, whatever. But David Ortiz was caught in this whole scandal, and so I just I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of a popularity contest now, which is not what a not what a Hall of Fame should be. It shouldn't a you know, your character or anything you do off the field shouldn't matter if you get into the Hall of Fame. And B, it shouldn't matter how popular you are. If you have the numbers to be in the Hall of Fame, then you should be in the Hall of Fame. And so, you know, Ian Happ, who plays for the Cubs, put out something today that I thought was was pretty interesting, you know, and just just talking about maybe trying to reform the voting system in the Hall of Fame. And he mentioned, you know, why don't we let former players who have been out of the game maybe 10 years or so why don't we let them start voting on guys that should be in the Hall of Fame? Because then maybe you get you know, a more fair audience to judge these guys on. They're not going to judge them on whether or not they like them or whether or not you know they were good to them in media sessions or whatever. And so, I don't know. I just I feel like you know, 10 years ago, the Baseball Hall of Fame was one of the most sacred things in sports, and now I just feel like we keep straying away from it being yeah. you know, it's, sacred. It's losing a lot of credibility yes. every year. And it's sad. It really is sad because, like you said, it used to be this big thing that everyone wanted. Obviously, everyone wanted to be in in baseball. And now it's kind of, oh, well, if you get in, whatever, you know. Yeah, I mean, 10 years ago, would you have had anybody on the on the ballot for the Hall of Fame openly asked to be removed because they thought they had no chance because they weren't popular like Roger Clemens did? Hey, listen, I don't like Roger Clemens. I mean, I, I don't. I I don't. I could care less about Roger Clemens, but at the end of the day, like he has numbers to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame, yeah. so he should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. It's it kind of what it reminds me of is a discussion we had earlier this season with the writer not wanting to vote Aaron Rodgers for MVP because he didn't like his personality. Yes, it reminds me exactly of that situation, and I understand it's 2022. Stuff has changed, but if you can't differentiate as a reporter, as a writer, as an analyst, the player from the personality then you don't deserve to be in sports because there's a huge difference and it drives me crazy every time yeah uh, i mean i'm I, i'm with you uh you know big cat who works for uh works for bar selection put out a tweet earlier today which was pretty interesting you know from the height from the barry bonds height from like 2001 to 2004 39 and a half percent of all of his at bats ended in a walk or a home run in that time span, he also reached base in 94% of his games played. That's insane. Imagine not voting him into the Hall of Fame. I mean, you also got to think about everyone was doing steroids, and this dude was still dominating. I yes. Mean, it, it just goes it, to show. And the thing, like, the thing that annoys me about Barry Bonds that people, you know, people want to make it like, you know, Barry Bonds got on steroids and then just out of the blue, out of nowhere, he started hitting home runs. He'd never been a home run hitter before. Yeah. It, throughout the first 10 years of his career, before you know the whole steroid era started, he was averaging 35 home runs per game. 
Yeah. He had a, he had an OPS of like 970 or 980. He was it's, already absurd. It's not like the guy wasn't putting up Hall of Fame numbers before he got on steroids. He was, and so he was. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I, I just don't like the direction in which the Baseball Hall of Fame mm-hmm. is is trending because there's no other history museum in the world that just takes things out and doesn't talk about them because they don't like them. And the Baseball Hall of Fame to me is essentially a history museum. Yeah, and so. Uh, I don't know. I just think the system as it is 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 kind of dumb and needs reform. But obviously, that's that's never going to happen. It's going to be the same losing battle every time. So uh, we continue to see where baseball just kind of can't win for losing because it feels like every time it's been in the news over the last few months, it has been nothing good. It's all been bad. Yeah, it's it's bad. You know, it's bad when I love Big Cat. I follow him, but he never tweets about baseball. And you know, it's exactly. bad when he's tweeting about it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, shout out to Big Cat, father too. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, anyways, all right. We'll come back. We'll uh, we'll touch on some A State men's basketball talk. I have some audio. We'll play from uh, Mike Bellotto as uh, A State makes the trip out to Boone, North Carolina tomorrow uh, to battle for the number one spot in the Sun Belt Conference. So that's coming up after this timeout here on the ticket. We're not ready to go to the closer just yet. Stick around. More of the setup is coming up next on the ticket. An old Glenn same story a lot. Several years ago, a customer had a friend with him, and a friend looked out and saw a car he really liked. He said, my wife and I are not ready to buy right now, but when we do, I like to look at that car. I said, we'll drive that one home and show it to her. He said, I live 45 miles from here, and you don't know me. I said, that's okay. The next morning, he calls. He said, you've done this before. He said, it's like taking a puppy dog home to see if your kids like it. They bought the car. Glenn Sane, and God bless our troops. Riceland Foods in Jonesboro is hiring. Apply online at Riceland.com for full-time, direct hire manufacturing positions in our parboil mill and plant. Riceland Foods is an equal opportunity employer with a new competitive pay scale geared toward advancement and benefits, including medical, dental, and vision insurance, paid time off, and paid holidays. Riceland Foods in Jonesboro has immediate openings for full-time manufacturing positions. Start your new career today with Riceland Foods. Go to Riceland.com and select jobs at the top of the page to apply online. When it comes to servicing your vehicle, trust the folks at Purcell Tire and Service Center. Purcell provides unbeatable service, and that includes free alignment checks on their state-of-the-art Hawkeye alignment machine. Plus, every Tuesday is Ladies' Day at Purcell, where all ladies get an oil change, tire rotation, and brake inspection for just $37.95. And Purcell continues to be the home of the lowest price around on quality Michelin tires. Call them at 972-TIRE, 972-TIRE, or go see your friends at Purcell Tire and Service Center. Parker and Care away Jonesboro. Get the job done and then some with Farmall Utility C Series tractors from Case IH at any Baker implement near you. These heavy, durable tractors have their weight distributed in six different locations, eliminating the need for inefficient wheel weights. The emission system does not require DPF or diesel particulate filter, reducing time loss and fuel waste on regeneration. Plus, a comfortable cab makes long days a lot more productive. To learn more about Case IH Farmall Utility C Series tractors, Visit your nearest Baker Implement today. Do you often divide the dinner bill with friends or family? Now you can split the cost of that check with Zelle, a fast, safe, and easy way to send money to people you know and trust right from your MeBanking online and MeBanking mobile account. So after you split the meal, make sure you split the bill with Zelle. Ask a representative at Farmers and Merchants Bank or the Bank of Fayetteville for more information. Available to United States bank account holders only. Terms and conditions apply. 
member FDIC. The A-State men play at Appalachian State Thursday with tip-off at 5.30 on 107.9 K-Fine. While the women host Texas Arlington at 7 on the Ticket Radio Network. Red Bulls basketball is brought to you in part by Hytro, Gazaway Ace, First Financial Mortgage, Vision Care Center, Hilltop Family Dentistry, George Kell Motors, Bills Cost Plus, Blue Cross Blue Shield agent Woody Harrelson, Crown Limousine, Collision Repair, Glen Sane Motors, Hijinx, Ritter Communications, First Security Bank, and Stanley Woodard Law Firm. We're always rooting for overtime round here. Now let's get back to the setup. All right, welcome back here on the setup. Kate Carlton, Andrew Bowen with you here on the Ticket Radio Network for about another 40 minutes or so here on this Wednesday edition of the show. Uh, by the way, and we'll touch on this a little bit, uh, we may say this for the last segment, but uh, it is the second to last show that Andrew Bowen is here until March, into February. What's the, what's the date you come back? Uh, February 20th, so February I'll be back 20th. on air so, the 21st. All right, so for three weeks and a day in terms of... Uh, Exactly. Shows will will not be available. So we'll 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 kind of dive into more of that in the in the final segment of the show today. But uh, we'll go ahead and talk some A State men's basketball as uh, we didn't get a chance to to listen to Mike Bellato audio from yesterday. But him along with Destiny Rogers, they were both available for a Zoom session with the media yesterday. And this is an A State men's basketball team that has won. Three in a row. They're number one in the Sunbelt Conference now, alone in number one in the Sunbelt Conference uh, because of Troy uh, taking care of business on uh, Saturday night. A-State won two games last week. They started off with a 75-70 to win over UT Arlington. They uh, were able to get a huge win on Saturday against the Texas State team that entered with an identical overall record and an identical conference record uh, as a state as the Red Wolves picked up a 67-60 to victory in that one. And uh, Mike Bellotto just gave, gave kind of a general recap of the week that was for A-State last week. Uh, obviously, two really good wins for our basketball team against two really good teams um, in Texas Arlington and Texas State. Uh, you know, both games, I thought, our team played really well, especially in the second half, uh, to to be able to secure leads going into the last media. Um, you know, I have a lot of respect for both programs. They they both came in. Every game in this league is going to be uh, difficult, whether it's home or away. But uh, I was really happy with the the way our team approached the week after being off. You know, twelve days was very tough at first through practice and not being able, excuse me, not being able to play. Um, an outside opponent, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to credit the guys of staying focused at the task at hand and preparing to play uh, Thursday, Saturday. So, you know, it's always, always great to win, especially at home. Um, and uh, really happy with the outcome, of course, and really proud of, of my guys. Um, you know, Northside O'Meara is playing a f- phenomenal season. As we all know, Desi Seals is continues to make huge plays down the stretch and be a great leader. But, you know, Marquise Eaton, Caleb Fields are the two that um, I got to give a lot of credit to because they're veterans returning. Keese has been with me forever. uh, And Caleb has so many games under his belt and they just always try to do the right things at the right time. 
One of the things Bilotto talked about yesterday, too, was uh, was the rotation and kind of where it stands for, for A-State. Now, A-State wound up playing eight guys in the Texas State game, uh, but only really seven guys, you know, contributed a lot of minutes. It was a little bit different in the in the UT Arlington game because, you know, A-State wound up, uh, I think, playing 10 players in the UT Arlington, all of which uh, got five or more minutes in that uh, win against Arlington. And so we, we've kind of seen some different looks out of this rotation. We've also seen some really good play off the bench. And, you know, Mike Bellotto just kind of talked about the ro- what the rotation has been and where it stands uh, heading into this uh, week's games at uh, Boone and Conway. Uh, you know, I feel good. I, I always have confidence in the guys coming off the bench. You know, I think any of them can be starters. You know, I really don't put a lot of weight into that because it's really who finishes the game. But if you look at the guys that have come in for us over the last, you know, four games, five games in conference play, it's been somebody different every time. You know, Malcolm comes in and has a really good game against Georgia Southern and hit some big shots. Avery has done it multiple times at Monroe and then the other night again and then at UTA. And then you have um, – you know, guy like uh, Marquise Davis, who has come in and played great for us as well. And then the other night, uh, somebody that hadn't been playing a lot because he was getting back from a little bit of a nagging injury was Antoine Jackson. And he comes in and plays a great game. Lazar Grobovich has come in and helped us at times too. So, you know, I think the rotation has to stay consistent where you get to play at least nine guys, ten guys. Um, minutes will vary, obviously. And who's playing better will play more that night. But, you know, we, we practice every day as if everybody's a starter, you know. One of the things with this A-State team that has, you know, really been a reason that they have started to to get on a winning streak in the Sunbelt Conference and really win a couple of games uh, decisively in the Sunbelt play is limiting their turnovers. And you, you go back to that Mississippi Valley State game, you had three guys with four more turnovers for A-State. A-State wound up turning the ball over a total of 24 times against Mississippi Valley State. And, like, that was the only reason that that game wasn't a blowout because Valley had 31 points off turnovers, and A-State just barely got out with a victory, uh, winning that game by five. Last weekend, the turnover numbers were were much better for, for A-State. Uh, they turned it over 14 times in the uh, in the UT Arlington game and then on Saturday against Texas State turned it over just 12 times so obviously the turnovers uh, have improved a lot for a state and Bilotto just talked about uh, how that has come to be it's, it's gonna it's gonna sound crazy when I give you this answer we're playing faster I think when we're we're not playing as fast I think that's where it gives it we're susceptible to turning the ball over. Um, and and not running and not knowing where guys are in spots. And I think that the pace has picked up since conference play, which makes it easier for us to get the ball ahead, less passes, you know, quicker scores, so less of a chance to turn it over. Uh, but I think Caleb, you know, and especially with him, he's been really good at his pace. You know, I think in, in the non-conference, he was playing at probably – he was in fourth gear and wouldn't shift, you know, and it was just a consistent fourth gear. Um, and now we, we got him shifting from, from two to three to five. You know what I mean? He's really doing a good job of pacing himself and knowing when to attack, knowing when not to. Um, and then sharing the ball. You know, the, the more the ball moves, the less you turn it over. Like, that sounds crazy, but, like, Coach used to, Coach Peace always talk about the more you share, the ball will find the right person, and you don't have to force a lot of stuff. So, I think sharing the ball, I think we're number one or number two in the league in assists right now. I think we're top 50 in the country. 
So that's something that we predicate ourselves on. And we, that's just really all we harp on, just making the right play at the right time, not being too much in a hurry. Be quick, but don't hurry. And, uh, and, and be confident in what we do. And I, and I think that you prepare your team well, they feel comfortable. So you have a less of a chance to turn it over. And we just got to continue to do that because that's going to be huge going on the road this week. He talked about going on the road, and that's exactly what A-State will do this week uh, as they play in Boone tomorrow night against Appalachian State and then make the uh, four-hour trek from Boone to uh, Conway to take on Coastal Carolina on Saturday. On paper, that Saturday game is a game that they should win. You know, Coastal is below 500 in the Sun Belt uh, at 3-4, and four, but the game tomorrow night is, is going to be you know, one of the biggest games A-State has played all year. You know, we, t- we talked about going into the Texas State game last week, the magnitude of that game, because, you know, it was it was a team that entered with the exact same record, both conference and overall, as A-State. And you really had a chance to, you know, kind of solidify yourself in the race for this, you know, Sunbelt Conference uh, championship on Saturday at First National Bank Arena. And now you go on the road to Boone, and you're you're battling for first place yet again. Uh, App State comes into this one at six and two on the year, so you know they've gotten two more games in than A State has. But a loss obviously drops A State to four and two, makes App State seven and two, and they take over as the uh, the number one spot of the Sun Belt tomorrow night. A win, and A State keeps uh, keeps afloat at number one in the Sun Belt Conference, and then you know creates a little bit of separation there in that one spot. And so Bilotto just talked about yesterday handling the pressure of being at the top of the Sunbelt Conference uh, when some of the guys on you know this roster maybe haven't been in this position before. Yeah, so the guys that have been with me for a while, you know, we've been in situations during the year where we have been doing well and then have dropped a couple, you know, and that happens to everybody in the league. Um, but I think they're excited about being at the point that they can control their own destiny, you know, right now. We take care of business. You know, you don't have to rely on anybody else as of right now. Um, but we always talked about at Louisville, which is the model this year, um, you know, Mitchell has been, it's game by game. And you can't look at the standings. You can't look at if we lose here, we have to win here and get back. We just got to take it game by game. If you, if you take it game by game, win or lose, put it to bed and move on to the next. I think you put yourself in a position um, to continue to be successful or stay where you're at, you know, because when you take it game by game, uh, you're concentrating on just one opponent. You're not putting extra pressure on yourself. You're not worrying about travel. You're not worrying about, you know, who you're playing next. You're not worried about what their record is. You just focused on one scout, one uh, system, one coach, one 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 game, and that's that's the way we approach it at Louisville. Believe it or not, I mean, we we we'll, we would play. Syracuse on a Monday, then at Duke on Wednesday, and then at home against North Carolina on Saturday. And then, you know, if you if you if you boggle yourself with the teams you're about to play without even being close to playing the game, you're just going to put added pressure on your team. So that was uh, Mike Bellato chatting with uh, the media yesterday in the Zoom media availability ahead of what is a big week for A-State men's basketball this week. Selfishly, I really like the start time tomorrow night at 5.30 because obviously App State is in the Eastern time zone, and so it's a 6.30 start there. But 5.30 start here, so that means I can watch probably probably get the first half in before uh, pregame coverage for A-State women's basketball starts up uh, tomorrow night at First National Bank Arena. So 
at least have a chance to watch the first half of the app game. And then I guess maybe Saturday I can watch all of or a good bit of the Coastal Carolina game. So uh, we have that going for us. So tomorrow it's 530 A-State on the road against uh, App State battling for or battling to retain that number one spot in the Sunbelt Conference. 5 o'clock pregame coverage coming your way over on 107.9 K-Fine and the EAB Red Wolves Sports Network from Learfield. All right, we'll take a break, come back, and have more after this timeout here on The Ticket. Kara's icing down. Bobo's in the pen. But Kate and Andrew are dealing. The setup continues right after this on The Ticket. The Northeast Arkansas Bridal Expo, the largest bridal expo in the region, is coming up Sunday, February 6th. This is our 25th year for the Bridal Expo, where we've connected over 7,000 brides with businesses all over the area to create their dream wedding. This year, they're predicting more weddings than ever for the state of Arkansas. For booth space for the Northeast Arkansas Bridal Expo, contact Lori at 870-930-0910. That's 870 870- 9300910. It's the largest bridal expo in Northeast Arkansas, Sunday, February 6th, at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center in Jonesboro. Don't delay. Call for booth space today at 870-930-0910. Quick Lane in Jonesboro is your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, and alignments. Quick Lane is the home of buy three, get one free on tires and oil changes, with tires starting as low as $59 and the everyday low oil change price of $34.99. Plus, financing options are available. At Quick Lane, we also do brakes and alignments for all makes and models. Your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, alignments, and oil changes is Quick Lane at the corner of Caraway and Highland next to Tommy's Car Wash or call 870-934-1907. Home buyers throughout Northeast Arkansas continue to praise the team at First Financial Mortgage. Here's what Angela had to say. We bought and refinanced through First Financial Mortgage. It was an easy, stress-free process both times. We will continue to use them and refer everyone to them. I also had a friend getting a mortgage from a bank, and she was having a horrible experience. I gave them the number for Mary at First Financial Mortgage, and now they own their own house, which relieves so much stress for them. Call Mary Tucker today, 935-7808. First Financial Mortgage, equal housing lender, member FDIC. What are you looking for in a dentist? Experience, a friendly, caring staff, the latest in procedures and technology? You can have all of those things at Brooklyn Dental. Dr. Tony and Dr. Adams have been taking care of patients across the area for years and have brought that care to the all-new Brooklyn Dental. They're accepting new patients right now and work with all types of insurance. So why wait? Call Brooklyn Dental now at 393-5330 to schedule an appointment. That's 393-5330. Brooklyn Dental, open now on Highway 49 North in Brooklyn. Start the new year off right with new tires from local tire and wheel make it a new year's resolution to drive around on safer tires the team at local tire and wheel cares about your safety and right now twenty dollars gets you started on brand new tires that will give you the peace of mind as you head into the winter weather season yes in january only twenty dollars gets you started on the tires you need or the wheels you want at local tire and wheel local tire and wheel has easy payment plans to fit your budget no credit check and everyone approved plus all tires come with peace of mind from local tire and wheels roadside assistance and road hazard protection programs local tire and wheel is locally owned and operated and that means customer satisfaction is priority one so don't get caught on slippery roads with tires you don't trust get new year deals on tires and wheels plus payments to fit your budget no credit check and everyone approved local tire and wheel 1518 south caraway in jonesboro right across from burger king local tire and wheel.com and on facebook search local tire and wheel jonesboro it's the quickest hour in sports talk. That was fast. Now back to the setup on the ticket.
All right, welcome back here on the setup. Kate Carlton, Andrew Bowen with you here on the Ticket Radio Network here on this Wednesday edition of the show. We're with you for about 30 more minutes or so as we kind of bounce around in these last uh, 30 minutes. Honest, honest to God, I thought we would have news today because, you know, the Sun Belt and the representatives were meeting this week. Uh, we're supposed to meet uh, today and yesterday and thought we would have news on you know the Sunbelt potentially adding four new members for 2022 because we already saw the CAA come out with their new lineup of teams and James Madison wasn't on there we've already seen the Conference USA uh, come out I think it was last week and you know put out a statement how they expected to have every team in their conference in it next year and we're going to fight uh if any of their teams tried to leave uh their conference which would be uh what marshall old dominion and uh southern miss uh that would leave and come to the Sun Belt. so thought we would see maybe some type of news out of that today but it's quiet so it's been a yeah it, the uh the they must just have great insulated walls or something there at the Sunbelt <laughs> meetings or they're like threatening anyone that speaks out because I, I just felt like Brett McMurphy or somebody would have would have some type of story on this by now about either they approved or they didn't approve because it's a secret it, meeting. I, I just feel like I mean, I just feel like especially Brett McMurphy has broken like every single thing in regards to conference realignment and so I just felt like we might know something by now, but I guess not. So that um, I guess that's the latest there from the Sun Belt. Is that in fact there is nothing from the Sun Belt? That's that's the latest news. The latest news. <laughs> the latest is news is nothing. Nothing. Yes, <laughs> but hey, it could be worse. Uh, so like, so like, honestly, during the break, I was trying to pull up uh, Utah and Oregon because for whatever reason, Utah and Oregon are playing. This afternoon in women's basketball, and obviously, you know, Deja Young, who was a standout in Nettleton High School, uh, who I covered for a few years, is playing for Utah, and so I wanted to watch it, and then I remembered that it's on the Pac-12 network, and you would have a better chance of finding gold than being able to watch the Pac-12 network in Arkansas. Yeah, I have. It's almost an impossible challenge. I have Fubo, so I get it. Uh, through the sports package but yeah other than that if you don't have one of those streaming services there's just no shot I just kind of get spoiled in the whole you know if you're a fan of the Sun Belt or you're a fan of the SEC or any of these conferences around here like you know the SEC has their own network or the ACC has their own network and if it's not on Mm -hmm. there it's on ESPN or everything's on ESPN plus and so if you ever want to watch a a college basketball game especially in this region it's probably on ESPN something. Yeah. ESPN2, ESPN, ESPNU, ESPN Plus, whatever. It's on one of those ESPN channels. And if it's not on that, then maybe it's on like CBS or CBS Sports Network. But there's almost always never a game that's on that you can't access through one of those platforms. Mm-hmm. Except for when it's the Pac-12. And it's, yeah. I, I mean, it, it is fighting a losing battle anytime you want to watch a Pac-12 game. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. I had never accessed the Pac-12 network during football season. Because I don't find the need to, but basketball definitely need it. <laughs> well, I mean, when A State went to USC yeah. in 2014 or 2015, there were like two places in town that had the game on because you could you couldn't watch it. So and they like, played Washington too. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, Washington, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I didn't even I didn't even think about that. I think I might have found somehow like a I saw it on an illegal, not illegal stream. I saw it on the Pac twelve network, which stunk because it was the Washington broadcast. So that yeah. was really uh condescending. But the Washington one too <laughs> No, I think I know what happened there. It was I didn't watch it live, but within a few hours of the game being over, it was on YouTube. And so yeah, yeah, I, I got to watch the full yeah. game on YouTube. So it, it's always somewhere. You can always find it. <laughs> but, like, I, I'm not doing that for a random Wednesday yeah, afternoon no, basketball. Yeah. Like, I'm not going home tonight and watching Oregon and Utah. But I kind of want to watch it now, and I can't because the there should be a, TV deal sucks. There should be a way where you can select certain networks you can add to your TV package. But I feel like I, yeah, they just, I just lump it all together. I just feel like in, in the year of our Lord 2022, every single <laughs> game should be accessible, no matter where it's played. I agree. No, like, you lose fans. Yeah. Anyways. That, different rant for a different day. Yeah. <laughs> I could go on the same rant about baseball if I wanted to, but there's also a billion other rants I could go on about baseball right now, too. I, I'd be right there with you, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> maybe, when, maybe when baseball starts and I realize how stupid it is, the first time the Cubs like play the Cardinals or they have the Royals on the schedule or the Astros, the Rangers – then I'll go on that rant. We'll but. be screaming about the MLB at some point. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> got to turn our mics down. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. So we don't spend a, a whole lot of time on this because we'll we'll come back and kind of bounce around on some different things. But it is uh, it is the two year anniversary of. I mean, honestly, one of the just craziest days in my life. I feel like as a sports fan, when you know Kobe Bryant passed away and. Honestly, it just feels so weird because it doesn't even feel like it has been two years. It still feels like the the whole thing happened yesterday Mm -hmm. because it was just – like, to me, it was one of the most shocking notifications I've ever gotten because, you know, as someone who's 24, 25, however old I am, like, it's one of the first superstars, not even one of. It's probably the first superstar I grew up watching that, you know, passed away. And so it was – it's crazy to me that it has been two years since that day. It was it's it's crazy. I saw when you put it on the lineup, I was trying to think of where I was that day. And the weird thing is, so when I knew where I was when Michael Jackson died, mm-hmm. I knew where I was when Mac Miller died, um, one of my favorite artists. And it's weird. The day Mac Miller died, I slept in really late and I woke up to all the texts. Same thing happened with Kobe. Yeah. I slept in way too late and I woke up and I was like, Oh, Something did something happen? Yeah, I, I mean it's it's one of those few moments, you know, where you just where you know exactly where you're at when you got the news. Like, yeah. I was uh, I was in Kansas City because there was a George Strait concert the next night I was going to. Like walking around in the World War One Museum, had been there for about an hour, you get a notification, and it's like you know Kobe died. It's like whatever, quit playing. And then like you yeah. start scrolling on Twitter, and it's like, oh crap, this happened. I think so, the worst was I. So I got all those texts the second because I guess I woke up maybe 30 minutes after it broke. But the first news I saw was that they didn't confirm that he died yet. Right. They and, just confirmed that there was a plane crash. And then so. I didn't – They nothing had come out about Gigi yet. And yeah. then I find out he's dead. I'm like, oh, no, what about his kids? And then the second I have that thought, five minutes later, it says his daughter was on the helicopter. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. no. I mean, it's just uh, – I cried. It, yeah. I mean, it was it, it was one of, It was just a weird time, man. It was just such a weird – a weird week or so because it, mm-hmm. I mean, it took a while to process that it was uh that it was actually real and so i'm interested tonight to see you know if they will do any tributes kind of in the nba games tonight because obviously it, you know we have a 
the Grizz are on the road tonight in in San Antonio. I think we have a pretty solid lineup of, of NBA games. Uh, I think you know around 10, 11, 12 games uh, that are scheduled to be played tonight. So I'm interested to see if there will be any tributes uh, to to Kobe Bryant tonight because I mean obviously this continues to be just a uh, a, yeah. uh, a a crazy anniversary of something that uh, it's still you know you think you, you never think's gonna happen. It still hurts. It's just a void yeah. that's never gonna be filled. And I was thinking about it when you brought it up. Um, you know, my dad had Jordan. The newer generation has mm-hmm. LeBron, and then I kind of grew up with Kobe. I'm sure you yeah, did too. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of that class of like uh, like Kobe and Tracy McGrady and Tim Duncan and yeah. Vince Carter and guys like that. D Wade, man, a I miss bit. I miss that era of basketball. I, I do too. I do too. Uh, in this era of basketball, the Grizzlies will be on the road uh, against the San Antonio Spurs tonight. Uh, Grizz are actually a four and a half point favorite uh, against the Spurs tonight. Uh, Seems low. Yes, uh, the Spurs are not very good, and so this should be a a, a chance for the Grizzlies to to bounce back. Uh, check it out on the Grizz uh, injured report. Uh, Kyle Anderson's in health and safety protocols along with Tyus Jones, so those two are out. Uh, continue to see Dylan Brooks be out, but, I mean, he's been out for two months, so it's almost not even a factor at this point. But uh, Desmond Bain is probably going to return from health and safety protocols tonight. It looks like Brandon Clark uh, will be able to give it a go as well for the Grizz tonight on the road at San Antonio. And it, listen, it was a team that, you know, until the Mavericks game had taken the league by storm. And, you know, they had won 13 games in a row and they were the talk of the NBA. And then, you know, they've kind of split games since uh, since that Mavericks game. Lost to the Mavs, beat the Bulls, lost to the Bucks, uh, beat the Nuggets, and then recently lost to the Mavs on Sunday night. And so, uh, now you have a chance where you play the Spurs tonight. Uh, you'll return. You'll return home for two, uh, taking on the Jazz Friday night, and then taking on the Wizards on Saturday before uh, going into a, uh, a lengthier road trip. I did think it was interesting. Uh, we saw it come out earlier today. Um, you know, John Morant had a quote because tomorrow night is when they do the whole shebang about the NBA All Star selection, and they get them on the NBA on TNT pregame show and. And all that, and John Morant did have a quote via the Daily Memphian earlier today that said, quote, I deserve this, I earned this, I don't want to be an alternate, I don't want to be a spot filler in regards to the NBA All-Star game. Yeah. I I don't think he's going to be an alternate or a spot filler. I don't think so either. He shouldn't be. Yeah, and listen, I I don't know how the final voting is going to go, whether or not he will be a a starter in the game. Because for a while, I mean, he was up there in in the uh, in the backcourt rankings. You know, he was second or third in the Western Conference, and so I think you get you get three backcourt and then two front court or forwards or whatever. Is that how it goes in the All Star game? Is that at least I think it's two guard, two backcourt, three front court. I think. So you get two guards and three forwards. Yes, yes. So he probably won't be a starter if that's the case, but I mean he's he is going to get he is going to get picked. Well, we have Curry. That's yes. a lock for yes. one. And then I I can't think of another guard that would start over him. Yeah. I mean it, that would be that would be crazy because, because you we, haven't had a you haven't had a starter in the All-Star game for the Grizz since yeah. Mark Gasol and that was in yeah, I think 2015 because you know there was a famous you know picture of him and Powell jumping up at uh, center court for the opening tip of the All Star game that year, and so yeah, I mean, that would be huge. That would Con- be huge. Wasn't Conley an All Star at some um, 
Conley was last year when he was with the Jazz. Yeah, that's right. I was yeah. trying to think. But yeah. I don't know. I, I could see it because there's only, like I said, there's only three forward positions. So that's your LeBron, Jokic. And then yep. I think Luka is technically a forward. But I'm not 100% on that. So well, if Luca's a guard, then Luca probably gets it over Jaw. Jaw's a reserve, but he, like he has to be a reserve. That, that's yeah, I don't know. He he has to. There's no way he doesn't get into the All Star right, game. He's done too much. Curry Jaw one v one for the starting spot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's tomorrow night. Uh, I think they do that usually before. I can't remember if it's before the six o'clock game tips off or if it's in between games. But it will be on uh, NBA on TNT tomorrow. They'll make uh, the selections for the uh, NBA All Star game. So we'll. Uh, We'll definitely talk more about that on uh, Friday. So uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back, close out the show after this timeout here on The Ticket. Our advice? Just take the over. More of The Setup is coming up next on The Ticket. Price is still on the rise. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB Market Countdown. March corn at 627 up seven with May corn at 625 up six and a half. March soybeans at 1440 up 32 and three quarters with May soybeans at 1447 up 31. March wheat at 795 down 23 with May wheat at eight and three quarters down 21 and a half. March cotton at 122.33 up 141 with May cotton at 119.92 up 148. March rice at 1507 up 10 with May rice at 1526 and a half up nine and a half. Moving on to livestock now, February live cattle at 138.05 up 95, with April live cattle at 141.90 up 180. January feeder cattle at 158.72 and a half up 17 and a half, with March feeder cattle at 168.80 up 95. February lane hogs at 88.02 and a half up 57 and a half, with April lane hogs at 96.45 down 80. That's your EAB market countdown, and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. Have you signed up for the Arkansas Rice Annual Meeting at the Red Wolf Convention Center in Jonesboro, February the 8th? The event is free to attend. It kicks off at 8 a.m. with an industry update from USA Rice CEO Betsy Ward, followed by Governor Asa Hutchinson as the keynote speaker. The event will also feature an important discussion on national affairs and farm bill policy and more. A free lunch will be provided to registered attendees. Register online at ArkansasRice.org or call 501-912-7560 by February the 1st. We'll see you at the Arkansas Rice Annual Meeting, February the 8th in Jonesboro. Here's farmer and landowner John Prue. We purchased the land about three years ago, and there was an old farmstead on there with trees. We were going to clear the land so we could farm through it. We thought we knew where the pipe was, so we didn't call to get it located. The work on our property led to the damage of a light crude pipeline. Fortunately, no one was hurt, but it could have been much worse. Never assume the location or depth of underground lines. Always call 811 or visit clickbeforeyoudig.com before you start work. A message from the Pipeline Operators for Ag Safety Campaign. At Bex, we stand up for the things that matter most. Our faith, our independence, and helping farmers succeed. We're proud to serve the farmers in Arkansas. To us, helping farmers succeed means so much more than just being a great seed supplier. That's why we continue to push boundaries and innovate in an ever-changing industry. That's what makes Bex different. We love what we do. We are and will remain farmers at heart. Contact your local seed advisor, Aaron Little, at 870-227-2520 to find your closest dealer or to place an order today. While looking for a local shop for our team's uniform design, Unique Inc. was the first stop. Whitney and her team hit it out of the park with the design process, picking out jerseys and that all-important team merch for the kids. If you haven't tried Unique Inc. yet for any of your custom design needs, you need to today. You will be impressed with their service, skills, and efficiency. When they say, you imagine, we create, they mean it. Come 
see me. I'm Whitney with Unique Inc. You imagine, we create. Unique Inc. at 1320 Red Wolf Boulevard or call 203-9885. Unique Inc. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas is committed to serving their banking customers as well as the communities where they live. And that's why we've invested in a new local call center located in our main office that not only provides FNBEA customers with access to real-time support for their banking needs, but also creates opportunities for more East Arkansans to come work with the region's largest independently owned bank. As your hometown bank for 135 years, we're offering convenience and commitment to all our many loyal customers. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas, member FDIC. Timeout's over, and we're going to a full court press. Now let's get back to the setup on the ticket. All right, welcome back here on the setup. Kate Carlton, Andrew Bowen with you here on the Ticket Radio Network for a few more minutes, closing out a Wednesday edition of the show. Uh, by the way, there is no drive today, but uh, we'll have a full program of shows tomorrow, and then we'll also have some A-State women's basketball here on the Ticket Radio Network uh, tomorrow night as well. So be a, a fun day of uh, Content here on the ticket tomorrow. All right, a couple of things we we'll get into in this final segment. So, number one, one of the one of the talking points about the the NFL championship uh, championship round this weekend has been a a comment that is resurfacing from Joe Burrow. So, in I think it was like at the first of October. One of the reporters uh, in, I guess, a weekly media availability session uh, asked Burrow what he thought about playing in NFL stadiums. And Joe Burrow, you know, pretty much said that he wasn't phased because the stadiums in the SEC were a whole lot louder. He's not, I mean... And so, but now people are ripping him for it. Uh, his quote was, it gets way louder in the SEC than any than in any of these NFL stadiums. And so now, you know, you've had Chiefs fans and different NFL people come out and like, oh, Joe Burrow's not ready for this. Uh, what he's going to face Saturday or Sunday in Arrowhead. And... It is I it mean, is he's louder. not wrong. Yeah, the SEC is the best football conference, and I'll stand on that. And has the... I mean, yeah. They have some of the biggest stadiums. They have the most yes. crowd interaction. Of course, it's going to be louder. NFL games just naturally, compared to college, do not compete when it comes to crowd noise. Well, yeah. I mean, you have the student section, the band, the cheerleaders, the, all this. You have so much different the alumni, stuff. The, yeah, you have yeah, so much have, different stuff added in that it, it really can't compete. And so, you know, when you get to the SEC and, you know, I'm trying to look. Uh, once you get to Once you get to Fayetteville, Pretty much every stadium, you know, every stadium beyond that seats 75K plus. I think Fayetteville seats 75K. And so, you know, you only have five stadiums in the league that seat below 70,000. You have Vandy, you have Kentucky, you have Mississippi State, Mizzou, and Ole Miss. Everything above that is 75K plus, which is going to outnumber every single NFL stadium. And so... Like it's not a it's not a crazy comment to to say that stadiums are louder, uh, especially when most of the stadiums. And I'm not saying this isn't the case in the NFL. But most of the stadiums are built in the SEC, where 
they retain sound and like the sound doesn't escape. Oxford being one of the few where the sound does escape and no matter how many people you put in there, it's not going to get as loud. But I, I just, a lot of this is people who have never been to an SEC game and don't understand. Yeah, a lot of them 80, just... 80 90, 100,000 packed into a stadium is going to be louder than how many ever people you can fit into Arrowhead Stadium. I'm sorry, it just is. So, yeah, 100%. I just, I... I I think that's one of the dumbest uh, things that we're we're bashing uh, Joe Burrow for having the audacity to say that SEC stadiums may be louder than some of the some of the uh, NFL stadiums. So we'll uh, we'll talk more NFL football uh, coming up tomorrow and uh, and Friday because there is a lot to dive into with uh, the uh, AFC and the NFC championship games both uh, going on this weekend uh, in the. In the NFL, so that's kind of uh, that's kind of the latest there. The other thing within the NFL, and we said we were going to talk about it yesterday on the show and didn't get around to it. Uh, one of the things that has been out there this week is Eli Apple just like randomly <laughs> going on Twitter and just bashing former fan bases. He was at. So if you don't know Eli Apple, you you're you aren't alone because most people don't. He's a very Average cornerback in the NFL. Played at Ohio who State. Played at Ohio State, was drafted by the Giants. Uh, I can't remember if he was signed as a free agent or got traded to the Saints, uh, but played for the Giants, I played think for he the got Saints. Traded. And now he is with the Cincinnati Bengals. And he's not having a he's not having a terrible year. He's five. He's definitely improved, but he has not improved. by a lot. Yeah. He's not getting torched like he was to to start out his NFL career. But he tweeted out a couple of days ago, I don't know which fan base I hate more, probably the Saints, but it's close with the Giants a toss, with the Giants being a toss-up. And then he w- went in and ripped the Giants, and then his funniest one was, New Orleans is the dirtiest, smelliest city and has the worst food ever. It's that swine and crawfish that kills your brains. Yeah, that was bad. And, and, and like, honestly, it was just a random type deal where he starts going in on these teams. It's like, man, don't you have a playoff game prepared for? It was really bad because they found the video, the TikTok video of his mom dropping him off at his first NFL <laughs> practice. Yes. And it was, it, the video, yes. if you haven't seen it, it is hilarious because it's her, you know, oh my God. And then she turns around and he's in the, he's not in the passenger seat and she's driving. He's in the back seat. Yes. And just looks like a little kid about to get dropped off at his first day of like preschool. So that was a tough scene. And then everyone put the video that is 20 minutes of Eli Apple getting burned on coverage. So this man is just, he's not winning he's any of the ills. fights on Twitter. Uh, by the way, so I didn't watch last night because I went to the Nettleton Jonesboro game. But we talked about it a couple of times on this show. The most exciting college basketball player right now plays for Iowa women's basketball. Caitlin Clark set a new NCAA women's basketball record last night. Uh, or at least an Iowa and a Big Ten conference record with 17 assists. 20 points and 17 assists. That's absurd. That's Insanity, crazy. man. If you haven't watched the Iowa, if you haven't watched the Iowa yet, you need to watch them. They're a very fun team. Yeah, to I watch. need to hop on that. All right, that'll do it for us. Uh, tomorrow, the front row with Pedro from 7 to 10, 10 to 12, Red Wolf Roll Crawl. 12 to 2, the Workday Red Zone. Get you back to us. For Andrew, I'm Cade. So long. Have a great Wednesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow.